For the Spirit of the Lord fills the world and knows our every word and every deed. Let us open ourselves then to the Lord and take a moment to confess our sins, both in penitence and in faith. Will you join me in a short time of silent prayer where you can bring to God anything that you know you need to talk to him about? Almighty God, you poured out your spirit upon gathered disciples, creating bold tongues, open ears, and a new community of faith. We confess that we hold back the force of your spirit among us. We do not listen for your word of grace, speak the good news of your love, or live as a people made one in Christ. So have mercy on us, O God. As we hear your word today, may we be transformed by you. May our timid lives be transformed by the power of your spirit. And may you fill us with the flaming desire to be your faithful people, doing your will for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We pray. Amen. Ezekiel, God says this in the book of Ezekiel, I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees. You will be my people, and I will be your God. Friends in Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are united with Christ and given God's new spirit. Live in the joy and the peace of that assurance. Thanks be to God. So what might living in that peace and assurance look like? I invite you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. If you're going to use one of the Bibles that are here in the sanctuary, it's a second set of page numbers, page 138, I think. So since May, we have been on this journey of exploring and understanding the fruit of the Spirit. So what is the Holy Spirit giving to us of God for this life, how God plants in us this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, about how those things are from God and who God is and what God gives us when the Holy Spirit fills us and rushes in. That's what comes in with the Spirit and nurtured inside of us. What happens then? What happens then? Verse 14, Paul says, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in a triumphal procession, and through us spreads in every place the fragrance that comes from knowing him. 
for we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, a fragrance from death to death, to the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for such things? For we are not peddlers of God's word like so many, but in Christ we speak as persons of sincerity, as persons sent from God and standing in his presence. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Surely we do not need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you, do we? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter of Christ, prepared by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human heart. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are competent of ourselves to claim anything as coming from us. Our competence is from God, who has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of letter, but of spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. This is the word of the Lord. So, Paul wants to know, what's that smell? What's that smell? Have you ever, like, looked to try to find where a smell is coming from? It becomes an all-consuming thing, doesn't it? Especially when it's a bad smell, and you're trying to find it so you can get rid of it. Uh, I know some of us don't have that gift of smell, uh, so you might not get this imagery as strongly. But when you're looking for where that smell is coming from, because you either A, want to get rid of it because it's really annoying and uncomfortable to you, or B, because you really want to know where it is so that you can put it in your house too, right? Uh, what's that smell? Oh, it smells good. can be positive as well as, oh, what's that smell? Oh, go take a shower. The aromas, the odors, the fragrances, Paul says, of our lives mean something. Paul uses this imagery at the beginning of this letter here to talk about what our lives are part of. He says that we are part of this triumphant procession that Christ is leading us on. The victory lap of Christ after his resurrection, after his death on the cross and his resurrection. This imagery comes from Romans, who after they won a battle, would go on a victory march. And the general or the Caesar would be leading the march, and included in that march would be the soldiers who took part in the battle, and there would be these incenses burning as they walked, and the luxuriant spices would be giving off their aroma as they walked through the community that not only had they conquered, but in their own place. And included in that march, the prisoners of war that they had taken. And so Paul says, you are being led. We are being led. I am being led on the victory march of God, 
of Christ now. I am in the victory march of Christ in this world. You are in the victory march of Christ in this world, and your aroma gives off that message. Your aroma is noticeable to those whom you are among. And some people are going to find it really, really awful. Some people are not going to want to have anything to do with that smell. Some people are going to say, mm-mm, stay away from me. Because when you carry the seeds and the, the smell of the living God's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, those who live a life very different from that are not going to like what they smell from you. Those who are greedy are not going to like the smell of God's goodness and generosity to share with others so that everyone who has a need has their need met. Those who don't want to have to think about who they are and be in control of their emotions and their actions are not going to like someone who shows them that it's possible to practice self-control. Those who are gripping the identity of being a victim are not going to respond well to someone who practices joy in every circumstance. When the Holy Spirit has planted these things inside of us, and they are just part of who we are, there are going to be people who do not find it beautiful. Because they're trapped. That's what Paul means when he says, to some this will be a smell from death to death. But for others, for others, when you are among them, giving off this beautiful aroma of life with Christ as you follow your Savior, as you tell the story of your transformed life by simply being who you are, it will be the gift of life to life. It will be the gift of the one who is wondering, who knows who can ache and ask for an answer. It will be the gift of the one who has been touched and has already had the Spirit kindling something in their hearts, who will come to hear the knowledge of Christ through you. And they will go from this life to the life with God. Because they will see God, and they will want to join in the victory march of our Savior in this world. Who is competent for such things? Only those whom God has made competent with his presence. Only those whom God has placed in his, himself into. Only those who recognize that they live and work and serve towards God in the presence of God, in all things. Not those 
whom Paul says, peddle the word of God for their own benefit. Not those whom are trying to tell you that you need to listen to them about how to be and minister. Because that's the interesting thing about this passage. This second letter of the, to the church in Corinth, Paul is writing to them after he's been in relationship with them, after he has come in their midst with the aroma and the knowledge of Christ, after lives have been transformed and changed in their community, and now he's not there, and other people have come and said, well, you know, Paul doesn't do things the way that we do things. Paul doesn't accept the patronage or the support of a wealthy community member to run and do his ministry. He requires all of you to help pay for the, the needs of the church and as well as the needs of the ministers of the gospel. And so Paul says, do I need a letter of recommendation from you? Do I need a letter of introduction to come back in your midst and do the work that Christ has called me to? Do I need to remind you that Christ has done all of this and I've just been like the one who's been used to pass it along? Paul, when he says that I'm, you are a letter written by God, prepared by us, is actually calling himself the middleman. The one that just kind of moves pieces along, who does not add or take away, but is an agent of God in their midst who sees himself and sees every Christian who follows after their Savior Jesus as one who just moves the message of God along in word and in deed. So he says, do I really need to have some sort of letter where you say it's okay for me to do this? Look inside yourself and see what Christ has done. Look inside yourself and see how the spirit of the living God has been at work. Look inside yourself and see what I see, which is the transformation of the Holy Spirit. There's no letters that you can write to give that kind of authority to me. I do this work because this is what God has placed me here to do, he says. So look at what Christ has done and see yourself on that victory march in this world. Smell what you got cooking yourself. That offering that you give as you recognize that you live your life towards God as well. That you are agents of this continuous work. That the spirit of the living God is writing life into you. A life that is known in God's love, God's joy, God's peace, God's patience, God's kindness, God's gentleness, and God's self-control. Then, as those of us who know allergies all too well, when it's time for the fruit, before the fruit, there is that pollen, right? that's let go of, that noticeable effect on us, that noticeable work of the Spirit that is given by agents 
of God's kingdom. And sometimes that person is me, yes. And last week, you had a very beautiful aroma to your pastor by participating in that service that we had. But you are also that letter of recommendation to this community, the city of our church, of how the Spirit is at work in this place, how the Spirit is at work in your life. And wherever you go, you go because Christ has led you. Wherever you go, you go as someone who is in the victory march of God. So what is that smell that you bring with you? Is there a smell of great joy? Is there a smell of patience and kindness? Is there a smell of God's goodness and generosity that just diffuses out of you and into your communities and relationships? Is there, without words, this aroma of God's love for the world and God's faithfulness to it? Is there, in the way that you live your life, enough to draw attention from those who the evil one has a hold on and enough to draw the attention of those who are seeking to know the Savior of the world? We are the aroma of the knowledge of Christ in the world. We are agents, just as Paul. So maybe it's easier to think just specifically about one area where you might become more attractive in your smell. Maybe there's one area in particular of the fruit of the Spirit that you want to explore more deeply. Maybe there's a place where you have great joy and you want to share that joy with others. Maybe in the way that you talk about what you do already, you can think about how you say it and whether or not what you say brings you in the knowledge that you are doing it for God, towards God. The confidence that we have in Jesus Christ is that he is the one who makes us competent for all of these things. That we draw upon the living God who is writing on our hearts this new way of being. That Jesus is the one who makes us competent for not only being in the presence of God, but to be in the victory march of God on this earth as we are people who build the kingdom of God in this place. And that we have been washed. We have been dipped. We have been poured out upon by our God. So we already smell good to him. We already smell of God's goodness and kindness. We already smell as though we belong to his kingdom. Shall we pray for a continuous outpouring so that we have more to diffuse in this world? That's going to be our song today uh, as a prayer for that 
outpouring of God in Jesus and the Spirit to shine on us and to overflow upon us. Bye. 